Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining me today. Some of you might be joining me on a podcast. Some of you might be on Facebook Live. Some of you might be on my YouTube channel. Wherever you are, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Today we're going to talk about love at work. I kind of giggle at this because I have a really good story to go with this. And it's really not my story. It's my husband's. So if you know him, don't tell him I'm telling the story. He is an extremely loving person. And actually one of the things I fell in love with very quickly was the love, the love that he shared with strangers, the love that he shared with his parents. I mean, we were like in our early 20s. And I remember like pausing when we left a visit with his parents because he's like, I love you guys and gave him a hug. And wow, that was just different. That was just different for me. Well, fast forward many years then uh, into his career, my wonderful husband has been pulled into the HR department and the executive's office because he told his coworkers he loved them. <laughs> he not only told people that he loved them, he also wrote it in an email. And it, it sounded like this, you know, they were getting ready to leave a meeting and he's like, I love you guys, you have a great weekend. <laughs> or an email just said, you know, I love you guys, I'm so excited for how you're growing. Yeah, that didn't sit well with every employee. So they reported him to HR and the HR director and the uh, top executive called him in, kind of laughing, thankfully, you know, doing their due diligence of the complaint, I guess, and told them to stop telling people he loves them. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, he, he, anyway, he still loves them. But let's talk about love at work. Let's talk about what this really means. There's actually a new book out by Joel Manby called Love Works. Uh, Joel is, he used to be a top executive with SeaWorld and a lot of the different parks, uh, by, like the Dolly Parton parks. I can't think of the name of those parks right now, uh, but, but he's been a, a top executive with these types of, of um, locations here in the United States. I was actually, I was able to hear Joel speak last month and he spoke about his book, Love Works. And what, what I found really interesting was he was talking about the word love at a, as a verb and not an emotion. And I thought that was so intriguing. I'm like, well, yeah, love is a verb, but he's not talking about love as an emotion in his book. So the, the, the verb love comes from the Greek word agape. And when you really do some research, I found this really interesting when I was, when I was listening to him because I've researched this word before, but it never connected like the way he was connecting it. So when you research the word agape, the version of this word here really is defined by seven additional words. Number one, patience. Okay, agape love means that you're patient. It also means that you're kind. I mean, okay, you know, we want to we want to show encouragement, we want to show enthusiasm with people. We want to be kind to people. Right? When we talk to them, we don't want to snap at them. When we have to share something, you know, maybe we we follow the 3 and 1 ratio, three encouraging words to maybe one kick in the butt type of accountability statement. <laughs> 
uh, we also want an attitude of gratitude. We want to be, be, be thankful, right? And be very kind to people. We want to make people's day better. We don't want to be grumpy. We don't want to be judgmental and, and cranky. We want to make people's day better. Okay, the third word to define the, the verb agape is to be truthful. Yeah, I want to be truthful. I want to be honest. I Sometimes this might look like something like talking last in a conversation rather than getting my idea out there and making sure you know where I stand. And just to, to take a step back and make sure you understand the other person before being understood. We want to... Uh, understand the why, like understand the big picture. So when it comes to being truthful, it's not just about being honest with our words or our thoughts. It's about looking at the whole situation uh, before we, we, we invest our words. You know, we want to create a truthful environment in this love environment. Okay, so that's, that's word number three. Word number four is trusting to have this verb of agape, to have this type of love, we want to be trusting. We want to trust other people, especially if they're on our team, and we want to be trusting, right? We want them to trust us. Uh, number five, we want to be unselfish. <sighs> Think of ourself last. We created a really bad habit when we were like two years old. <laughs> Where, you know, we thought about ourselves all the time and we're supposed to grow out of that. So, you know, we want to be unselfish when we are trying to be within this agape love environment. We also want to be forgiving. I know that when I'm not emotionally invested with somebody, for example, when I'm with a coworker, I'm definitely less forgiving than if I'm with my children or my parents or my brother or my husband you know, if they're strangers, I don't have as much invested with them. But but part of this word of, of having love in the agape verb format here is to be forgiving, to understand that everybody is learning and growing every single day. We're never there. We've never reached the summit. We do make mistakes. So we need to be forgiving. And then the seventh word is to be dedicated. To be dedicated to our job, to be dedicated to our team, to be dedicated to the people that we work with, the projects that we're on, the, the customers that we serve. So here's, here's the, seven, the seven words to define the verb agape. Patient, kind, truthful, trusting, unselfish, forgiving, and dedicated. When you look at the definition that's actually in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, this is what you'll find. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love, love does not keep track of wrongs. And, what, and I, this was like monumental. When, when Joel said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great because I can look at these words and say, yeah, you know what, in the work environment, I need to be patient and kind and trusting and dedicated and unselfish. Yeah, that makes total sense. It all goes back to actually who I want to be. It goes back to the values that I tried to live by. I'm a faith-filled person, so I try to live by values that I find in the Bible. This is why my husband naturally is going to tell you he loves you. This is who he is. 
he's embraced this definition of love that we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Patience, kindness, truthfulness, trusting, uh, unselfishness, forgiveness, dedication. It is acceptable to expect those qualities in a working relationship. So maybe you won't wrap it all together and call it love. Maybe you won't say those uncomfortable words. You know, some people just aren't comfortable hearing it, even from their loved ones. <laughs> so take, take a lesson from my husband. Avoid the word love in any of your communication, but don't avoid giving love to your coworkers. Don't avoid giving love to the HR director or the top executives or your boss. Don't avoid giving those verbs, those definitions of that verb format of agape love because that is gonna make your entire working world more enjoyable and more dynamic. So much more power when you can have the qualities of patience, kindness, truthfulness, trusting, unselfishness, forgiveness, and dedication. Have fun practicing this and have a great Easter. We'll see you next week. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world-class Please follow this podcast, visit our websites, and follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook. That's chef, like a cook, C-H-E-F. Be sure to share this with your friends. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.